0: There's just the statute of limitations on uh, spoiling a movie from 1980 is what is the stat well, uh, what
1: is the statute of limitations do you think on spoiling a movie on spoil uh, okay the so spoiling uh, a movie I would say five years I'm gonna give it five years
0: you're gonna wow. give it five years Yes. I was gonna say fucking if, if, it depends on the popularity of the movie two sure. weeks yeah it depends <laughs> oh no that's way too short man. Two weeks.
1: <laughs> two weeks. What if it's a monster hit? Yeah, you know what? yeah it, it, two weeks. You're going to spoil Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father within two weeks? Yeah, if that's that big of a movie, <laughs> then you should fucking see it. <laughs> what if it's sold out for two weeks? Then fuck off. <laughs> then fuck off. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: All right. I go that with my like two and two. If it's a television show, 48 hours. Okay. Okay, wow. no.
1: Okay, I'll say television show a week. That's a good, I would say, a week for a television show. <laughs> <laughs> that's 48 hours. 48, John. Days. John no, doesn't, he doesn't fuck around. No, don't fuck around. He's brutal. Yeah. Okay. okay so maybe five years is a little long.
0: That's really long. That's really long. So you're telling me right now, okay, yeah, you gonna... would not spoil the, you would, like, just going back to Star Wars, you wouldn't spoil the ending of The Last Jedi no. right now, even though it came out <laughs> two years ago for someone.
1: No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my, my
0: answer to a year. A year. Yes. Yeah, a year. Even yes. that's a long time. But for, for a spoiler For a big movie hmm. Okay, so this movie was 1980 Yeah, we're <laughs> well
1: past it Oh yeah, there. we're well Sorry. past it This show contains badass material And foul f***ing language
2: Some people may find offensive What else did you expect? <laughs> Nostalgia Junk Really whips the llama's ass Join Jackie and Danielle, two best friends and ex blockbuster employees who are rewatching some of their favorite movies from the late 90s and early 2000s on the No More Late Fees podcast. And remember, be kind and rewind. Hey there, I'm Lisa.
0: And I'm Agnes.
2: And together, we are Sass and Sips, a watch rewatch podcast.
0: We want to personally
2: invite you to check out our podcast where we'll be discussing TV shows from two perspectives one who has seen the show before,
1: and one who's not so sure. While well, we drink a lot, I mean, like a lot, a lot.
2: <laughs> Every season, we will focus on a new show. And for our first season, we have chosen the iconic show, Lost. We
1: hope that you will come over and check us out.
2: We can be found on your favorite podcast platform or at sassandsips.com. If you're down for drinks, friends, and television, then make sure you listen and subscribe.
1: Because we're down for all of it. Yes.
2: Woo-hoo. So listen with your bestie open your favorite bottle, and sip and sass with Sass and
0: Sips. It's a recording.
1: (laughs) Sounded like bubbles on the Trailer Park Boys podcast.
2: to school, back to school, to prove to dad I'm not a fool. I got my lunch packed up, my shoes tied tight. I hope I don't get in a fight. Whoa, oh, back to school.
0: Nor MacDonald was in that. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was, was that Billy's from Billy friend. Madison? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Billy Madison. When he was standing up front waiting to, uh, to get on the school bus. I thought it was just from one of his CDs. It seems
1: like. It, that does sound like a bit. Yeah. No, what's that one? From, yeah, where he's like, gonna... We're all going to laugh at you? Yeah. And that must be from that, where he's like, map, 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 mm, Mop, Mop, Mop,
0: all day long. Mop, Mop, Mop. We're going this song, song. Gonna, gonna wax the that floor. floor yeah, gonna yeah. make it shine. Gonna take off the spray paint with That's turpentine. Oh, <laughs> my <That's laughs> God. Severe beating of a high school janitor. That's it. Yeah.
1: Holy shit. That was like
2: just buried.
1: Yeah, so it still it ties in. Yeah, wow. Because yes, the air is getting crisper, and on my street, the hordes of kids with their freaking gas station pops that they get at lunchtime and their styrofoam cups Oy. that they're throwing everywhere on my yard, they're back in school, baby.
2: Yeah, I, I don't envy a teacher that has to see those hoodlums after they raid the Irving for those polar pops, and they guzzle them. And then they ditch them in the
1: ditch and Monster Energy drinks.
2: You yeah. know, sometimes the principal takes the kids out on a field trip and pick up the garbage on the side of the road. I mean, he should.
1: Goddamn right, he should. Goddamn right. He or she. Yeah. Uh, and there's even that. Yeah, that that path that goes up, it's just like a path, kind of cuts through the two streets or whatever. And it's just always filled with Styrofoam polar pops. Polar pop is just basically a, a Styrofoam cup that holds fountain pop for those not in the know.
2: Yeah, but like a fucking liter and a half of it. A liter it of is a,
0: it definitely is a leader or it really at least is. a leader. Just being the outside observer here and listen to you two complain about this that was like the most over 40 thing that both <laughs> of you guys could say is oh these goddamn kids you know throwing their polar pops on my lawn. <laughs> it is
1: funny as you get older and those yeah. things that like you make fun of older people when you're younger it's like and when you become a homeowner and you just get older and like you just take not like you just take a little more pride in your yard and it's like damn kids polar Uh, pop hoodlums like you literally called them hoodlums
2: i did yeah Yeah, i I sure did well i've got two hoodlums asleep upstairs
0: yeah Uh, but they're not hoodlums yet no but but they will be
2: they dig they test
0: (laughs) (laughs) they probably do test
1: test oh they test your old madness
2: they do they (laughs) make me feel old every day it's like i'm 36 but my knee is 76 (laughs) my back is 54 it's just all bad. If if I could only glow like the glow stick that makes the same cracking noises, I'd be so happy.
1: Oh, that's such a good sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do like it when you're back when you crack oh. your crack your back and it hurts for like that split second, but then it's like glorious. Sweet the pressure release.
2: releasing. That's what this can feels like when you pop the top. <laughs> yeah. Pop the top, dump the stump. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you should get rid of the exclamation mark. It's not top of the muffin to you. <laughs> it is no, it is.
1: <laughs> and then she just looks at him.
0: Uh, we get off on Seinfeld. I, know,
1: I It It's a one, one because we're complaining about kids. But hey, we yeah. were kids once. We were kids. Once, we were in yeah. school. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure we all did our own stupid shit. Like, oh uh, yeah, what's the? Uh, actually, maybe we shouldn't incriminate ourselves. What's like the most reckless, stupid? Shit, you ever like pulled as a kid with like your friends? I know one of mine, and it was bad. It wasn't like we, it wasn't a like I, nobody got hurt. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't against other people. But once we tried to let we were like lighting fires in the woods, mm-hmm. uh, and there was like this tall grass, and man, that it started to get out of control. Like it was going to be bad. Whoa, well, <laughs> is this Coal Harbor? It was Coal Harbor. Wow, yeah, that and is It is such a Coal
0: Harbor thing. In to behind do. the Canadian Tire. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, I think it's past the statute of limitations where you can be We, stomp, we stomped it out. We it's statute. It out. Stat, statue? It's not a statue of limitations. <laughs> it's Ken Seinfeld. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, you know, cutting class, smoking weed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And thinking you could go back and write the test without getting caught.
0: And somehow thinking you'll do fine. See, my experience is actually the exact opposite of that. So like I was severe ADD, like I couldn't pay attention, I couldn't do anything. The summer between grade 11 and grade 12 is when I started smoking pot. Mm. And I went from being like a, you know, mid 50s to 60 student to getting honors in grade 12. And I would smoke weed every day on the way to school, smoke weed at lunch. And I just want, I could, I don't know, man. It's like turn off that part of my brain that was just like, you know, looking at shiny objects and that shit. Like, no. it, let this be a lesson to you, kids. Do drugs. So, <laughs> Do to drugs, further but
2: stay in school, stay in school. To stay on topic about school discussions, and to your point, uh, my, one of my psych classes in university talked about how you were basically wired to absorb and regurgitate information in the same state that you did mm-hmm. with accuracy. So if you want accuracy and absorbing the information to write the test about that same information, wear the same clothes that you're wearing as you learn it in the same seat in the same mental capacity. He said, if you were drunk that day, be the same level of drunk
0: for the regurgitation of it. Interesting. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I got stoned every day and learned this stuff and then would get stoned and do the tests and yeah. Yeah. I used to always just nice.
1: cram. One of my main study techniques, and maybe this isn't good. I don't know how much like information I guess I would retain afterwards, but I would just cram for hours right before a test. Like oh, yeah. wake up so early and then just do it as much as I can, and then literally just walk into the classroom, sit down, just and then I would just action. yeah, okay, I know everything. Yeah, <laughs> eight ninety. It would happen every time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was not a good student. No, but you know what we all turned into productive members of society. (laughs) We
1: did. Hey!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Take a look at me now. (laughs) And the singing starts.
2: (laughs) I've only popped one beer. Speaking of which, I am drinking a Propeller Cascade. This is an American Pale Ale, only 5%. Nothing, nothing crazy about this, but it is delicious. Mm-hmm. How? What do you got?
1: I'm drinking like an all-timer, uh, Propellers Pilsner, Bohemian style. One of my favorite Ooh. beers ever, uh, and it's more. It was, this is a celebration beer because I was at Propeller Brewing earlier today, picked up tickets for the first screening back at the Propeller Arcade for Siege, which we talked about less. I, I can't, bit, I cannot wait. <laughs>
2: on a previous episode. On a previous episode, I cannot wait. To watch Siege in an old school, in the basement of a classic Halifax brewery.
1: Mm-hmm. That which, used to be a theater.
2: And allegedly, some scenes were shot in.
1: Mm-hmm. Although I can't pick it out, because it's a 40-year-old movie. And the, 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 even the guy that told me this fact said that, yeah, the building has changed a lot since then. So I'm not sure what scene, it must have been the bar scene or something. But I'm into it,
0: I'm into it. Oh, yeah. What do you have, sir? Uh, I am drinking a Boxing Rock Equinox Oktoberfest mm. lager.
1: Ooh, October's just around the corner. Love
0: it. Yeah, well, I mean, Love this it. is this is technically Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's right. like actually like <laughs> the last in last week of uh, September. Mm. So yeah, no, it's 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 quite tasty. I've never had it before. Malty. Malty. <laughs> tasty. Oh jeez. It's a Maltese Falcon.
2: <laughs> if this is your first time joining us, welcome to an Junk podcast. This is where Kyle and I have now expanded and brought on a good friend of ours, Jonathan Parsons. I'm I'm just going to introduce him every week. As the new guy, as as not only the new guy, but almost like a guest, but he never leaves.
1: <laughs> Please welcome this week Jonathan Parsons again. Hey, hey. just turn to <laughs> music <laughs> off, reoccurring
0: guest starring. Yeah, Lola. that's right. Yeah, that's but right. But I'm on every
1: yeah, yeah, episode yeah. now. Welcome to the, yeah, we said turn it off. welcome to the Nostalgic Podcast, Jonathan Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: love having Jonathan Parsons on at the show every week. <laughs> How are you
0: doing? Just Jonathan Parsons. Just a template.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's excellent. So, um, yeah, so we talk about, obviously, absolute nothing and somehow something at the same time.
1: But everything,
2: I think. But everything. But yeah. even in philosophy, nothing is something.
0: <laughs> You're going too deep.
2: Seinfeld again? It is Seinfeld yet again, yes. <laughs> um, that, that you will have to get used to. But you know what? They glaze, they, we just glaze right over it. Just yeah. works its way into our lexicon, okay. and we just oh, yeah. move on no, until the
0: Seinfeld episode.
2: Okay, so speaking of time of year, and we've already touched on this, those rotten Beachville kids. We're
1: going back to school. Back to school. Back. What Was that Deftone song? Back to school. <laughs> back to school. Check it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the
1: White Pink Pony. Maggot.
0: Yeah, the Pink Maggot.
2: Yeah. In fact, you and I met in 2007. That's when true. We both collectively went back to school.
0: That's right, yeah.
2: NSCC. That's true. Your business
0: admin. I was going to give a shout out to NSCC. because yeah, 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 I was there in 2007 too, but not in your guys' class. Yeah, 2000 what? 2007. He was there. Oh, 2007. Yeah. I went for sound engineering. At Dartmouth Waterfront? Yep. 2007, so 2008. What in the hell? It
1: was, it was the first year that that was open. Yeah, yeah. Was open. It was. Because we were 2006 to 8, right? No,
2: because it was the first year It was 2007. So you were 2007 to 2009. Yes. You must have been. Because
0: then I started St. Mary's 2009.
1: I okay. So we would have been,
0: that's that's funny. So I this is something I'm just, we're just, just learning. obviously learning right now. So uh, you guys were in the same class together. What the I hell? I was there at that
1: school. That's weird because we were talking about before in the concerts how we were at like the same concerts together, you know what I mean, even though we didn't know each other. This is how but small this, this is world even, is. This is even kind of crazy. That's even a little crazier, I think, because yeah. it's like, you know. The yeah. first year the NSCC Waterfronts open, we were all there.
0: And too huh? bad I didn't know you guys because I we I had access to that amazing recording studio I that know. was mm. never booked downstairs. Ugh.
1: I was there for boring classes though. Yeah. I did, oh, yeah. I was like, I need to get something under my belt so I can like, yeah. you know, get at least a somewhat try to get a good job. So we, I was there for
0: accounting, as boring as that sounds. Well, so John, you were in a different part of the school. Altogether. I was in the basement. There was like small studio B and then big. Studio A on the other side, and Studio A was like a classroom. Like it had uh, mm-hmm. three rows of like like a stadium seating in it. And you're sitting like in the control room. I like, went in there once to help a
2: friend do some recording overnight, and it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it really was. But like it was also really intimidating to see legitimate gear, not plugins, and a laptop.
0: Yep, yeah. a lot of rack mounted gear. And, it was. But, so I mean, cool. there was still like lots of plugins, and but I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah. I think I look back on it and like, man, like I could have used like just I could have experienced like so much more. Like, you know, if I knew what I know now about recording, but that's why I was going there was to learn shit about recording.
2: To that point, I think a lot of us say that about the school experience.
0: Yeah. As
2: much fun as we have, um, you know, maybe through the perception of movies and shows that kind of paint a picture of what, what the school experience is, but it's not really because it's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Just even the education alone, you're like, if I just did this, yeah, I might have done better. Or if you're John, you just get high and ace everything, or <laughs> Kyle, so and you funny. just wake up and you study that time only. I definitely did that. Anyway. At ACC.
0: one thing about like movies though, like that I found is like, I, I mean, I don't know what it was like in your guys' high school, but there was definitely, you know, there's there was a class division among people but movies certainly and television shows play that kind of up like yeah you know and you know i know that there was people that i never associated with in in high school whatsoever but Mm -hmm. i was kind of you know i think kyle you and i've had this discussion before we were just kind of in the middle like we could kind of i was as well yeah we could kind of be you know have some friends who were in the cool groups Mm -hmm. you know friends in the nerd group like you know all of this kind of stuff yeah um we have talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. And you just, but you watch like, you know, movies and television shows, especially like, you know, ones from the 90s and all of that kind of stuff that just kind of, there's this hard division line where it's like, no, you cannot associate with anybody else. And I didn't have that kind of high school I know. experience.
1: And I wonder now, I'm like wondering, is it because we can, cons- like, obviously it has all to do with, I think, personality. Mm. Um, and maybe just like, yeah, your willingness or I guess non willingness to conform to whatever, like, social archetype that you think you should be in but maybe consuming that kind of stuff and thinking about that kind of stuff like maybe i don't know about you but maybe for me like i always just i don't know i always just like would just talk to anybody so maybe that helps yeah uh and also music i think uh was a big playing music was a big part of that making that happen for me because like you know it, it allowed me to be friends with like say people in band class versus like the cool skater guy that played punk rock versus right like the cool girl that wanted to be a singer. So then we ended up being like best friends, but she was like some popular you know what I yeah. mean? Or not
2: popular, <clears throat> but could sing her ass off secretly. Yeah and then it was the coffee house and then all of a sudden you're yes, like exactly you blow everyone away that night and then it's like a newfound confidence the next day
1: when you mm-hmm. go back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. coffee houses. Those were great, man. Amazing. That's some of my best memories of high school. Hell yeah, dude. Actually, well, the first time I ever played music on stage was in junior high. Um, but that was still mm-hmm. an awesome moment, too. I remember where I dropped. When I was playing Heart Shaped Box, and I dropped a drumstick, and my friend Andy Blue on the side, he was a drummer in another band, and he threw it, and I caught it midair and kept playing. Hell yeah. Legendary moment for Kyle Smith. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's, Sir, Sir That's so funny that you high. said
2: that. I have a disc somewhere in that room, and it's me on stage playing um, Heart Shaped Box, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, mm-hmm. maybe Lithium. I feel like I'm on top of
0: the world, mm-hmm. right? You really do. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about playing up on stage, but that those first couple times when you get up on stage and play, oh, yeah. like, you know, you do feel like a fucking badass, like in yeah, front yeah, of yeah. your whole school, especially like, you know, you catch a drumstick or you just nail the song, but yeah. yeah like, I know, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: That's so funny. Yeah. So Coffee can, houses. Oh my god. I
1: know, right? I always love how coffee houses were just such like a, such a variety show. Like I remember my friend Paul and some other girl, they did like they did a skit. Like remember the SNL skit Will Ferrell the cheerleaders? Of course. Yes. Like so like after me and my friend Sean play no effects covers. Yes. Then they're doing like okay, the Spartan cheerleaders skit. Oh my skit. god, that's are, so those funny. Those are great nights, man.
2: Yeah. And uh, and then you you get to meet people in the process because mm-hmm. you're like all part of the same level mm-hmm. of like let's nerd out for the night in
1: front of people. Mm-hmm. For sure, that is perfect. Nerding out—that's yeah. really what it, is, you it know. is. Yeah, letting your freak flag fly. That's a tongue twister. That's hard to say. I can't believe I got that
2: out right. there. That is. Yeah, we won't have to edit that. <laughs> Kyle just whipped that out quite yeah. easily.
1: Whipped the llama's ass. <laughs> <Brr>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so tonight we are going to touch on our favorite movies that feature either a back-to-school element, entirely in school, or just kind of reminiscent of the school experience. It almost makes you wonder, are you nostalgic for the movie portraying school that you didn't experience, or are you nostalgic for your own school experience because you watch movies like that? It's it, it's unanswerable, but just, it's just it's just, just one of those blew my mind. Just, <laughs> are you blown? You blown? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to represent actually the horror culture. Surprise, of course. And uh, I will tie it all together. I bet
1: you will. Do not worry. Who wants to kick it off tonight? Well, I just I just wanted to start, I guess, with a couple, just a couple honorable mentions. These aren't movies. Um, but for in terms of growing up, uh, and just like shaping, you know, your view of, you know, school or just like your friends and other friends groups. Uh, there's, also, so I want to give two just special honorable mentions. Yes. To two very popular, but very different. It's almost like they're black. They're, it's the Stranger Things black mirror version of, um, uh, of, of, of like school. Like the, the high school experience. Okay. Actually. So those, it's the upside down. So at, so the first thing is 1989. Uh-huh. I can't believe this show only lasted four seasons. But, you know, sometimes when you wake up in the morning, by the time you grab your books and you give yourself a look, you just set the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. <laughs> Saved by the bell. <laughs> which is like such a cartoonish, you know, really just like is. Barbie doll, Ken doll version of an American high school experience. You sure. have like... You know Zach Morris, the quintessential yeah. you know popular guy uh you have like the, the everyone at uh, being a student in high school in, in school you don't like your superiors, your teachers, your mm-hmm. principals, obviously you know what I mean, so he 's like the goofy principal and but also liked how their core group was like it included Scree- like screech was part of their crew now, you know what I mean, would he be friends with? All four of them seem to be like super popular, super like pretty people. Yeah, but I just wonder if Screech really would have been a friend of theirs if this was real,
2: right? Again, it depends on the culture, of society, or whatever, right? Like exactly. When I went to QE, that was that was quite common. Like you would have a nerd hanging out with the cool guys because we all helped each other out in some way, right? Like cheat on your homework or get you drugs, whatever.
1: Get you drugs. Uh, And so on the mirror, the Black Mirror version. Okay. Well, now we're back into this. Is the most this is reality right here, and this is Canadian right here. I've talked about it before. Only lasted three seasons. Actually, that's all. When junior high, it's only three. It's only three seasons. True. (laughs) Three years long. 1987. Degrassi Junior High. There you go. It's a perfect, perfect high school or not high school junior high show, but um, it it really it, it just in terms of like everything it covered. The the cast of, it's like a Simpson-esque, Springfield-esque cast of characters that these shows had. You know, the amount of area they covered with the topics Mm. in terms of, like, suicide and depression, alcoholism, AIDS. Um, But even just, like, friend, like, one of my favorite episodes is the one where they made the movie, uh, It Creeps. Remember when Lucy got, like, Wheels and Joey and Caitlin? and But, because I did that as a kid in high school, like... Got a video camera, got my friends together, and we made a movie. Maybe because I watched this sure. episode of Degrassi, but it really yeah. represented, I, I think, the, the school experience more than a lot of TV well, shows.
2: what you just named there, I mean, there there's the farcical version of Say by the Bell, but then there's like Degrassi Junior High, which was more serious than I think I thought it should have been uh, in my mind. Because when I came along into that fold... I thought it was still supposed to be like a comedy kid show. Yeah. Mm. But really it was kind of like an after school special meets just fast paced entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh well written. Uh but both of those still they confronted the coming of age experience.
1: And maybe just being Canadian just it was extra that special helped. yeah to the that the helped. Canadian audience, you know?
2: Do you have any honorable mentions? No. No. Okay, no. great. Good good stuff. Also the other day I I am I am that day old when I realized that Mr. Belding is Mr. Bell Ding. Say by the bell,
1: and the bell goes ding. I'm even young. I'm even younger than your day old. I I never knew mind that. blown.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, That's there you funny. go. Go back and say like like boy meets world. Hey, amazing. like yeah. 90s, like you know, all based around a school. Like you know, Mr. Feeny being the next door neighbor, but also being the You know, he was like just being such a big part of of of, of the kids' lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know. But
1: yeah, as much as they goofed on him, they really like respected and loved him. You know, know in the end, you know, he was important to them. You know, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Okay,
2: so who wants to actually start with a movie?
0: We'll keep it to three. Keep it to three. Yep. This movie kind of kicked off my 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 love for this director and his weird kind of style. Uh, of movies, so I mean, you're gonna know as soon as I say. Like, so it was written by Owen Wilson uh-huh. and Wes Anderson. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, directed by Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. It is Rushmore. Hey, perfect. That is
1: awesome. Perfect. I, I haven't movie. seen that in
0: so long. What Such a great a good movie. Um, yep. Uh, starring, you know, Jason Schwartzman and Bill Murray. Um, basically talks about an eccentric 15 year old uh, who's a scholarship student at Rushmore Academy a private school in Houston. Uh, fun fact about Jason Schwartzman, he and I actually share the same birthday. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's got the classic, like, you know, odd kind of, I don't want to say odd script, but, you know, the the odd w- way of talking that, that how, you know, Wes Anderson writes, um, the very stylized kind of way things are shot, um, you know, the the very much tying like i know that a lot of directors tie in the the soundtrack with uh the the what's going on on screen and like you know the presentation of that stuff but i find that wes anderson does that that very very well and like that kicked off the kind of reoccurring partnership between wes anderson and bill murray Mm. um who went on to i i can't even i don't even know he's in every single one of them after that right I, i I, I would say damn near close to every single one of them. Um, but yeah. But yeah, in Rushmore, though, I always remember, like, there's always
1: that great. What's that shot? Uh, just the one shot that I always think of is like him. Is, what is he on like a bike or a, like a three, like an old school three wheeler or something? And it's like the camera's right up close to the, and he's like riding a bike. I yeah. forget. There's some sort of cool shot. It's just that Wes Anderson, like, perfectly like framed center of frame. Everything's like, just center of frame, perfectly staged. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like
2: the kubrick approach like right? everything is all mathematically perfect to the frame yeah yeah,
1: yeah. And doesn't he doesn't have a crush he has a crush on his teacher and he's like fighting yeah his bill murray has the he's trying to develop the relationship too yep. or something yep. and isn't that's just perfectly nostalgic i guess everybody had that teacher that you know they had a crush on growing oh yeah up and and, yeah Grade two. mine yeah. was no wait what was her name oh no what was her name miss king
0: my drama teacher yeah i'll always remember miss king
1: Everybody loved Miss King.
0: <laughs> I died, yeah. Miss McFadden. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mademoiselle Clarinomas.
1: Oh, yeah. French.
2: French, but she was Greek, but she taught French. <laughs> but she was Greek. Yeah, yeah. She kind of had a gothic look. Pale, black hair, dyed black. <laughs>
1: Giggity. 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 <laughs> awesome. All right, Kyle, you go. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, this movie it's like it's so cheesy. This movie's so cheesy, but for some reason. So it's already. 1985, so I was five years old. Uh while I wasn't in high school yet, obviously I was so young. Um just but as the years go on, I keep coming back. Because it's a great movie about um while it involves a teenager and who turns into a werewolf, ah. if that gives it away. Ah, yes. It also says a lot just about like you know, everybody wants to be the popular one, but how do you, you know, even with like almost like a celebrity kind of thing, but how do you deal with that? The pressures of that, uh, the pressures of alienating like the friends that you had before, maybe you know, have a group of friends and then you start hanging with the cool kids. You know, that's a very relatable thing for uh, 100%. a person in, in school or whatever. Uh, so of course I'm talking about 1985's Teen Wolf yes, starring baby. Michael J. Fox, directed by Rod Daniel. Uh, I love this description too. A teenage mis- misfit is initially dismayed <laughs> to learn he is a werewolf, but soon realizes his hereditary curse has its advantages. Those advantages involve getting to crush a beer can with his teeth, always bowling perfect strikes while his hot popular girlfriend watches and cheers him on, actually being able to do half-court slam dunks in the <laughs> basketball court. Being a werewolf has its advantages. Yeah. It's not just howling at the moon to okay. a full moon. Um, But I I don't know, and what's uh, his dad played by James Hampton, Uh, it also gives a great performance. His best friend, Styles is like just that kind of friend that you'd always want, you know what I mean? And there's obviously the great scene where he's uh, surfing on the van to Beach Boys Surfing USA, Hmm. Uh, just so many cool, I don't know, I just, and it's it's like, even though it's, it's not really a sports movie, but. All the basketball scenes in that movie are so fun and the cast of characters just involve, I don't know. It's just a great movie. It's very cheesy, but it's a good, like, high school set movie. You know yeah. what I mean? And even though it's like, I, there was a movie, the, what was it called? The Secret of My Success was on TV the other day. I was trying to watch it with Michael J. Fox and it's almost just impossible to not see and hear Marty McFly. Uh, but to me, yeah. Teen Wolf, I, I can watch Teen Wolf and it's not Marty McFly. It's, uh, Scott Howard they had howard's like general store that's there's a great scene where he he's starting to turn into the werewolf oh yeah that's another thing the movie's also kind of about puberty and movies like ginger snaps touch on this a bit with the metaphor for puberty and werewolfism (laughs) yeah but his dad's a werewolf and so i don't know why but you don't become a werewolf until you turn like 16 like until you reach puberty apparently those are just the rules john i don't make up these rules yeah who does Hollywood. Hollywood, Hollywood takes does, up the yeah. and uh, yeah, he's he's like some kids blowing. Um, he hears like a high pitched whistle, and he was he's working at his dad's store, and he's trying to find it, and it's like so, and he can't even concentrate. It's like so, just drowning at everything, and he sees the kid with the whistle, and he gets out of the kid's mouth, and um, the kid's like, it's broken, and he looks at it, and he's like, a dog whistle, because he heard it, because he's a werewolf, guys. Get it? Really close to the I
2: really like it when there's like more explanation needed. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we got it. Yeah. I'm, we know, I'm with you. I'm we know how you. dog I'm whistles work. We know
0: dogs can hear more yeah. than us. Right?
2: Okay. So, like I said, I'm going to represent the horror movies here. And I'm actually doing a double feature, and I'm not going to get deep into them. I'm going to start off my first double feature. I'm taking a note right from Kyle because he likes to name his double features, and I think it's super cute.
1: Yes. I'm excited. So this
2: first double feature is called Goodwood. The first one is from 1984. Goodwood. Okay. Okay. But it's not, it's not as obvious as you think. Anyway, 1984, Nightmare on Elm Street happens in Springwood. Okay. Okay. So this may not happen exclusively in high school, but it is high school friends all being impacted by the legend, the the mystery man of Fred Krueger. Now, obviously, the most iconic scene for this for me that happens in the high school is Tina and the body bag dream. Amazing. Oh, horrific. So, so good. They're reading Shakespeare in English class. Oh, Shea yeah. is the is the, the teacher. And the student who's doing the reading, and I said it on that episode, but I'll say it again, was uh, Daryl Hannah's brother. Okay. That's the student doing the reading that does the,
1: I have bad dreams. Oh yeah, man! Yeah. I want to watch that again.
2: Yeah, so good. So then she follows, you know, Tina in the hall, who's standing up in the body bag that she was just shown on TV, right? The and, hand. The, and the centipede crawling out of the mouth, and the, the the eels at her feet, and and then she's laying down. And you see the legs kick up as if they're being held and dragged down the hallway. That's blood trail. And When she runs after that trail and turns the corner, she bumps into that girl who who's wearing Fred's sweater. And she's where's your pass? Screw your pass.
1: <laughs> no running in the hallway. <laughs> those classic like school tropes. Oh my god. Hall pass and no running in the hallway. Which like,
2: is kind of like uh Strickland from yeah, yeah. Back to the Future. You know, like you just you have to hit those check marks in those quintessential 80s school movies. You're like, someone's cut in class, someone went to the bathroom, where's their hall pass? Yeah. Anyway, so number on Elm Street. That's my first entry for the Goodwood pairing. The second one is another Wes Craven film, um, and this happens at the Woodsboro High School, and that would be 1996 Scream.
1: Okay. That's a great high
2: school movie. So now this one, yet again, not necessarily 100% within high school, but I think this movie truly represents the camaraderie and the clickiness of high school life. You know, you have groups, and you have people who's got each other's backs that will rat on people. This this movie really has all of that in it. And the only death that occurs on school property in that movie, if we're talking about horror movies, you got to highlight the deaths, is uh, Henry Winkler, who plays the principal. Oh, yeah. My favorite part is when he leaves the room and he opens up the door and, and he yells something out into the hall and the janitor goes, What? Huh? It's Wes Craven in the Freddy Krueger sweater. Oh, yeah. And his name is Fred. And he goes, oh, not, not you, Fred.
1: Hmm. And then he's killed. killed. I that. Little callback. back.
2: And then he's killed, but it's fine. And then he's killed. Yeah, We can glaze over that. But like that, that, that's my tie-in there. But nice. uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, now, you talked about film class. Jamie Kennedy's character in that film is- Is all of his us. <laughs> is us. Is us. He's a whole mood, really. Uh, he talks about the slasher code- the horror code, you know, like you don't have sex, you don't drink, you don't party. Basically, that's your sign up for uh, failure in a in a horror movie. Uh, but he knows it; he's got it. He's got it completely mastered. He gives that mini seminar in Stu's house at the end in the party, and that party—I mean, those epic high school parties—that's
1: yes, a great party. That yeah.
2: that movie's got it, and it's almost reminiscent of the epic party that happens at Donnie's house in Donnie Darko. But um, <laughs> it's that kind of like. Everyone's under the same roof. Yeah, You're all there for the same thing.
1: You're just there to have a time. It's just like a constant noise. Those parties are always just like music and loudness, but everybody's present. I don't know. Those are great times right there.
2: Yeah, and I think they're bigger to you at the time because you've never experienced anything like that before. Mm -hmm. And then anything that happens afterwards is just kind of white noise because that's the first, right? But yeah, I mean, uh, a dude like Stu... He wants everyone there. He doesn't just want the cool kids. He wants the nerds there, too. He wants to, he wants to have the biggest party, the biggest party yeah, at that house. Yeah. Obviously,
1: because he wants to create more suspects to get away with his killings. Remember that? What's that Matthew Lillard line when he's like, uh, I'm going for a beer. Do you need anything? No. I'll be right hey, back. back. <laughs> don't say that. Don't, don't say that. Say <laughs> that. Yeah. And he's like serious. Yeah, brother? yeah, yeah.
0: Back to you, John. So this would come into it being an honorable mention, I guess. But like, uh, it was a toss-up. I was kind of deciding back and forth what my what my number two kind of movie w- right. would be. I went all I I didn't go all '90s with my my pick because my my first, my number one is an '80s movie. Um, Perfect. But my my second pick um, is a 1993 American coming-of-age film written and directed by Richard Linklater. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I can't.
1: I've thought of this one, but I, I should have. I, I'm glad now that I didn't put it on my list. Because all right, all right, of course, all right. Yes, yes, yes.
0: It's dazed and confused. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the end of school. Mm. It's the it's the end of the year. It's like that. Do you remember that? Like, yes, freedom that you that that you felt. Yes. like at the end of the school year, and it's just like you reached the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, finally. yeah, yeah. And so it, it, you know, I, obviously. It, if people are listening to this and they haven't seen Dazed and Confused, then what the <laughs> fuck are you doing with your life? I know. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically the story of the, like, one night. It is. Of, it takes place over one day. Yeah, over one day, like, have just, yeah, the the groups of friends, like, you know, all just hanging out, man. Yeah, and, like,
1: your friends are your whole world. yeah, And school's finally yeah. out, and, like, Almost like the possi- like the world is ahead of you. The possibilities are endless. Like it really encapsulates that
0: feeling. It really does. Yeah, and it's you know? it, it's you know it 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 shows the you know there's nerds becoming friends with cool people. There's like you know uh, like it, it, it's kind of the almost the evolution of mm-hmm. people leaving high school and almost kind of it, in a way like sometimes like clicks don't matter and mm. like you know just like you, you see like. Like like groups starting to kind of meld together to stand up against oh, yeah. fucking Ben
1: Affleck exactly, like, and yeah. even just like the 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 people that that grab Mitch the young you know the young kid they take him almost under their wing and yeah it's just that's such a great kind of like it's almost it's almost like a little fantasy it's fantasy film in a way like everybody wants that experience of like what happens to Mitch on the day of Days Confused you know yeah it's just a perfect perfect day remember like. The next morning, the sun's coming up, and he, he had met that older girl, and they like they were making out, and they're waking up in a field, and I don't know, it's just awesome. It's like it's like it taps into everything, nostalgia, and it taps into like just the dream of the high school experience in a way, or something.
2: That's a great entry, and I do. Uh, that's a great movie. I haven't watched that in so long. Yeah. wow. Yeah, it, it's it's worth a rewatch, man. Yeah, like, it's definitely just, of it's so good. definitely. Kyle, what do you
1: get? Well, along the same lines. Um, of what we're talking about, the idea of uh, grade twelve—it's coming to an end. You have your your core group of friends, but you know that somehow it's just going to maybe fade away, or maybe you have a girlfriend uh, that um, I think I know. Yeah, you think you think you know, because uh, this this that's that's a part of it. But like, yeah. this also is just a movie where your friends are everything, and it's the last year of school, and so I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever made a pact yeah mm-hmm. with a group of your friends or not I don't this but i i don't know if i've never made this pact yeah. um but I've, and also this movie came out in 1999 so i was like just fresh out of high school i was 19 years old it must have been um and in a bid to end their misfortune with women four friends jim oz finch and yeah. kevin mm-hmm. try every trick in the book to ensure they lose their virginity before prom night uh and it's american pie yeah of course yeah, it is it's one of the, of course it is and like not only is this just like a it's like a super audience friendly, um, you know, teen comedy. It's like an MTV movie, but, yeah. but it yeah. still it's deals col- with like that real stuff. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. Um, yeah, what's going his name off to call? Yeah, like, and like, you know, and fucking pies. I forget yeah. <laughs> the actor's name, but Kevin and his girlfriend, Tara, who's played by Tara Reed. Yeah. yeah. Like their whole storyline is actually very sad. But then at the end, it's, it's happy because they accept, like, they don't want to lose, lose each other, but then they're like, it's okay. We, You know that's just we didn't work out, but it's it's going to be fine, and we're going to be fine. You know. And then you got like, man, that's such a life thing,
0: though. (laughs) It is. I know exactly. (laughs) It's it's crazy, like how like when when you go through like a breakup or when you go through something in high school, you you you, like you feel like it is like the most devastating thing. Like this is the worst thing that's ever going to happen. No, it's not. It's not the worst thing that's ever going to happen in your life. And I wish I could go back and tell my young self, be like. You you'll be cool, man. You don't gotta worry about this. Like, yeah. But yeah. Definitely
1: not worse than um, you know, basically having your shot with the hottest girl ever in the history of that high school, and then like just uh, literally blowing it. In five seconds. Yeah. In front of the whole school. Remember they email the video oh or they email the, <laughs> the video link the stream. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh, that over, was like, over this AOL like pre-Facetime, pre everything. And yeah. they were they were
0: yeah, video Even Blink 182 were we watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: not again, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So, aside from all you know the the serious aspects of American Pie and just um, you know, the the, the coming of age teen life kind of things, man, the film is just filled with like non stop gags. Yeah, like, yes. it's front back hilarious. It is great actors, great writing. Um, and each character is like a little different. You know, you got uh, Minusu She's very like nice and sweet. Chris Klein's the jock. Oh, of course, friggin' um, what's his name as uh, Stifler? Oh, oh Sean yeah. Williams. Sean Williams Scott. Scott.
0: Epic, epic oh, jock yes. performance. Is it uh, Allison Hannigan as the uh, the band geek? The band oh yes. geek? yeah, yeah. I, I mean, fucking even Eugene Levy, like Everybody. you know, just Hello. as Jim's dad, like you yeah. know,
2: what was it? <laughs> he hands him like the bag, like the all the porn?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait.
2: So p- that's the, another that's another coming of age exa- thing. Is like oh yeah, it's like, like indifferent, inappropriate sex. Ed from the awkward dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. But yeah. also, I don't know how 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 gross we can get on this podcast, but like as a teenage boy, like. Just the the need or like the curiosity to like stick things wherever <laughs> you can find something to stick it into. In this case, I mean it was the main marketing ploy of their movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jim fucks an apple pie. That's
2: right. Yeah, yeah. And a oh,
1: great, man. great shot when walking
0: he, into like uh, like who no. was like Paramount or something like that. All right, so we got this movie about <laughs> yeah, really. this kid that fucks an apple pie. Whoa, we're gonna have to stop you there. Sir.
1: Only because his friend. Yeah. Who, had fingered, who had fingered a girl, yeah, said right. that it feels like warm, warm apple, apple pie. pie. And Jason Biggs is like, Hmm, mm. <laughs> and he goes, McDonald's are homemade. <laughs> oh, definitely, Jeez, homemade.
0: how can you remember that? <laughs> uh, just like I've and been it, there,
1: and small, uh, <laughs> small things from that movie I always remember too. Like, when oh, yeah, and that's another thing about like finding yourself, like we were talking about before, like Chris mm. Klein's character Oz, he's uh, he's the jock, he's on the rugby, you no, know, he's on the Lacrosse team. Lacrosse, yeah. lacrosse is awesome, you know. That's what he mm-hmm. says. But he finds a love for the Glee Club, the singing, because he meets Minusuvari, who introduces that kind of life to him. But there's a shot at the end where he leaves the lacrosse to find like the championship game, and he goes to the 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 Glee Club recital or whatever to like profess his love in a way to Minu Suvari And <laughs> Jim and Kevin are in the audience, and as they're singing this like nice like. This kind of classical, whatever choir kind of song, and everyone's clapping. And shows Jim Jason Biggs, and he's like, "Yeah, you fucking rule!" And he yells it to him.
2: Game, bro! I, I love yeah. that
1: part.
2: <laughs> the band at the prom, couple of kids clapping, <laughs> and then in the back of the room, you hear, "Oh yeah, you suck!" <laughs> yeah, classic. Oh god, that's good. But no, America Pie. I mean, yeah, that also. is so good. Uh, that's, that's the first of that new wave of high
1: school. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Would lead the way for things like super bad. And of course, like old school. Yeah. Um, so my next group
2: of, for a double feature, look at this, love it, is called splatter and (gasps) tiaras.
1: I know know one of of them.
2: Yeah. I know one of them. (laughs) So obviously, uh,
1: I might know two of them.
2: You might know two of them. You definitely know one of them. Uh, And obviously, Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Give me a warning. Let me I'm pause so that we can enjoy
0: it. Tried to. Uh,
2: 1976, Brian De Palma's Carrie. Oh, obviously yeah. one of the biggest um, of high school memory. We We know the movie. We've seen the movie. It is excellent if you haven't watched it in a long time. And obviously I think this movie, much like we've already touched on with some of the others, this one really addresses the coming of age trope. This is the not only the trope, but, like, the fear mm. through a horror movie mm-hmm. of being associated with that. Not only within school, but, like, the pressures at home of trying to be, um, not not just, like, in, it's the opposite, actually. It's not, like, at home you might be encouraged to try and fit in, like, partake in this club, et cetera. Mm-hmm. In fact, Carrie's mom is the don't do any of that. They're all going <laughs> to laugh at you. Mm. They're We're all going to
1: laugh at you. We talked about that earlier. Well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But obviously, you know, this is a teen that is abused, teased, harassed by her peers. It's almost the 180, but yet the same of what we talked about where it's like, it's her rage that lets her move on.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Like when they grow their wings and they move on from the clicks and caring about that. And they just, you know, they're like, well, I'm a grown up now. I can move on.
0: Yeah.
1: But that ending of that movie, still the sting what, what 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 do you know about about me and my love for a certain type of thing in movies? Oh, comeuppance. Comeuppance. One of the greatest yeah. comeuppance scenes in all of movies, man. Yeah. And is, I love it's it. Wonderful. I'm just like, yes! Yes, <laughs> like, it is. Fuck you all. Yeah. The- Except uh, there's a couple people that didn't deserve it, like the teacher and uh, Tommy, the prom date. He didn't deserve it. There's always, like... I know. Yeah. Like, like, you know, just... But for everybody that cast. laughed, and especially, like, the... What's her name? Nancy Allen, oh. who actually I didn't realize was in a lot of De Palma. Hmm. Uh, Dressed to Kill, Dressed to Kill. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I, yeah. Up. I love that. Remember, like it was the silence, the silence of it. Once the pig's blood oh. all through her, and Tommy, Tommy's like, "What
0: the hell?"
1: And he's like yelling, but there's no sound because it's just like uh, because you can't hear it through the adrenaline and the just, yeah. and the
2: rage. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a wonderful movie, but like outside of the horror of it. There's so much high school oh, yes. in that
1: movie. Unfortunate, for better,
2: and for better or for worse.
1: The unfortunate part of high school.
2: It's yeah. really there, and it's a, it's a struggle, and you really do feel for Carrie. Even when she snaps, you're like, yeah, if it's a horror movie, I see why she did it. Yeah, so anyway, that's that's my first entry in Splatter and Is My second one is the 1980, obviously, Prom Night, um, which was actually, and I just found out, was actually filmed in 1979, which kind of explains the the disco scenes in the movie. Now, if you've never seen it, spoiler alert, the big, the big kill at the end is the prom date, Lou and the decapitation (laughs) in terms of the high school experience in this movie. It's the prom, it's the big dance. It's the, the clickiness yet again. But, um, and even though it looks super dated being very disco themed, like lit floors and people doing literally disco dance moves, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I'll watch it. It's all good. Mm It definitely, it definitely captures that. Can't wait for the dance. Can't wait for that big event to get together with the friends kind of thing. Even if he didn't dance, he still went to the dances and.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, everyone knows this song because of this movie. Like
1: Mm -hmm. so. Exactly.
0: I mean, Kyle's giving it away. I'm not going to go into it too much. (laughs) You know, the 1985 American teen coming of age story written and directed by John Hughes, the late great John Hughes. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Hey. It's perfect. I it know.
1: And honestly, it's funny you say perfect because it, this was just on TV the other day. Yeah. And it was a little like it was just late. And I put it on and I hadn't seen it in for a long time. And I was just like, I was kind of with, I don't know if it's not fresh eyes, but just like, Maybe Maybe just a little
0: old eyes because you forgot about it, and oh, it's it's amazing! amazing. It is amazing. amazing. (laughs) I mean, it is like I I, obviously I don't think it set up the you know well maybe it did kind of set the kind of standard for this is like the teen you know comedy you know there's comedy there's drama there's you know it's you've got the you've got the nerd you've got Mm -hmm. the you know the two social outcasts and you've got the. The the cool folks like and it's this, they're put into the bottle episode mm-hmm. where they're all stuck into mm-hmm. one particular place and it's you gotta get along, or yeah, that's kind of it. I think what makes it special is it does it
1: takes the character stereotypes, like it's even on the poster. It's the jock, it's the princess, it's the rebel, it's the nerd, right? These are all actually people that exist in high school. Uh, the, all the little clicks or whatever, so and while they are stereotypes and have been portrayed in movies as stereotypes for so many years, the breakfast club takes them, puts them together, but makes them like legitimately real people mm-hmm. and like actually developed characters that just so the idea is that they 're not they're not just the jock the rebel the prince you know what i mean that's the idea of the breakfast club is that these people finally they come together and they realize through their discussion and through their day that like it's a little more complex than that and that's i mean that's the human experience i guess that's the high school experience it really does kind of like personify that yeah in, in a weird way it's like they they are stereotypes
0: but they're not but they're not like, so sort of different from one another exactly like it's, it's, they all have
1: family problems
0: they all have like yeah. pressures and in different ways, yeah, exactly. Like you know, yeah. one of them is pressured because of you know school and grades, and the other one is pressured because of you know uh, performing on the uh, on the football team. Like you know, it's it's it's. But together, it, it just works. The free... The, I think the it's weird
1: weirdly enough, the freest, the most unencumbered, the most like not bothered, unpressured character is Ali Sheedy's. Well, the great thing about her character is. Everybody else is doing things because they feel they need to. Like even Judd Nelson plays up the fact that he's the outcast and he likes that about himself, like the bully type or whatever. So regardless of what's going on at home, and everyone else is like on the job, so I have to be the sporty one. I'm the really smart guy. I'm the nerdy one. But Ali, she's just like I'm. Whoever I'm, just I, I put pick. I put candy dust on my sandwiches and cereal, and I eat them. And even that great revelation when she's like. When they go, they're like, what did you guys all do to get in here? And they're going through their stories, and she goes, I didn't do anything. I just came because I had nothing else to do. Like, what a great moment. And
0: that's perfect for her character. And a great sound, great fucking soundtrack, man.
1: Wayne's World. Oh my
2: god! Extreme close up. Whoa! 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 All right, excellent, <laughs> excellent,
1: excellent. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> is he the principal? Yeah, yeah. Like, what an asshole that guy is, man. He's like, I'm, I got. He's like, I got your number. Like all those cliched, like just adult talking to a little kid.
2: (laughs) Or the librarian from Seinfeld, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, when you're thinking about this, think about this. Bookman. (laughs) Bookman, yeah. You mean the library detective, his name is Bookman. It's like an ice cream man named Cone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so. So joint number one. Joint number one. That's excellent. My last two horror picks for the school experience. Um, and I call this double feature. Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. Mm-hmm. I love. The, I love double features so much. <laughs> Arr, we touched on this one. You did. It's two thousand. Filmed in Canada, three separate spots in Ontario: Etobicoke, Mississauga, and Scarborough. And it is Ginger Snaps. Oh, mm. this obviously deals with coming of age, body shaming. Um, You have the misfits, the outcasts. That's that's really the center of this movie. So we've talked about American Pie. You've got more of a popular edge yeah. of the cast there. These are more on the outside, on the outskirts. But um, Catherine Isabel's character, obviously, her body's changing. She's going to be interested in boys, as her mom says. Um, to her younger sister, played me, me, by me, Emily Rogers. P- yes. Played by Emily Perkins, the the, the younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like for me, it was the big reveal that she was a sexual being when she walks through those doors, and she's just like, "A buck,
1: yeah." A great movie trope: uh, the slow motion walk through a hallway. Uh, Ginger Snaps probably did it better than a lot of those movies. And everyone
2: like turning their heads. Great, great uh, moment. Oh man, like yeah. she she controlled the hallway in that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the scene leading up to that is that because she is a werewolf. Her sister finds a can of shaving cream completely emptied because she had to shave off all of her body hair. Mm-hmm. Got that little nubbin of a tail growing, and her I sister know. like pulls it back, and she's like, "Ah!" Right? It's like <laughs> it's pretty freaky looking. But that movie's awesome. But awesome. really, I mean the 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 werewolf analogy for a girl becoming a woman, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's that's been that's been played over. Well, Michael times, J. Fox. Exactly. It's it's really just like, this is the mark of your body changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that that's a big one. Um, my second entry for the Don't Look at Me double feature is a recent entry. And I didn't think I'd put this in in a nostalgic sense, but I love this movie so much that I'm now nostalgic for it. It's 2018. You love it as well. It's one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Hereditary. This movie has to deal with grief. Mm-hmm although it doesn't necessarily revolve around high school peter scenes in particular the party
1: in oh yeah that's a great party yeah
2: so the party where he brings his sister along because tony Collette, the mom just says you got to take her with you kind of forces him to be semi responsible doesn't stop him from it's like the scream rule don't do drugs don't do drugs he shows up and he walks right up to the hot girl and he's like hey look i got some weed She's like, well, I got a bong in the next room. Boom. The broken nose scene. Mm-hmm. Now he's obviously under like full possession in this moment because he sees his reflection. His reflection is smiling at him. And then he cannot control his movements. And he is choking himself out. Oh yeah. In that scene. Mm-hmm. And then it lets go. And his the force of him fighting back while he was restrained like from this unknown entity slams his face down on the desk. Now, obviously a very dramatic scene, but I think in terms of what does that mean to the high school moment, you feel like you're on a pedestal being like shown to everyone. You're like, don't look at me. Thank you so much for joining us
1: yet again this week on another action-packed trip. Remember kids, stay in school, but but if you want do drugs, do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> but like but, John, like John hey, John said that, not me. Yeah.
2: Do drugs like John did. For the Junk podcast. I am Matt, saying no running in the hallways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Kyle for Junk podcast, saying
0: we'll just tell your mother that we ate it all. And I'm Jonathan for Junk podcast, saying all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Perfect.